Hi, and welcome to Over the Barrel, the Sun-Times Media Local Beer Podcast. I'm host Ben Meyerson, here with our co-host Rich Bird, Charles Berman. And we're in here today with uh, some folks doing a very interesting collaboration here. Uh, Superdog is making a beer with Lake Effect Brewing. Uh, to talk about that, we have uh, Superdog's social media coordinator, Ben Ustick, who, as he says on his Twitter profile, married into the company, and uh, Lake Effect's uh, founder and head brewer, Clint Bouts. Uh, welcome, guys. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Glad to be here. So we're sitting in here today um, in a relatively small room with a total of seven super dogs. It smells awesome. Yeah. <laughs> seven super dogs and two bombers of beer. And uh, it's uh, it's really tantalizing. But before we dig into that a little bit, we kind of want to talk to uh, to Ben and Clinton a little bit about the uh, about the project. So guys, what can you tell us about how this happened? Um, you know, I'd say on some small level, it was sort of spearheaded by a collaboration we did with Linford Winery last year out in Wheeling. We did a wine and super dog tasting where customers came in and they donated a dollar to charity and they got three wine tickets, which Linford people then paired with super dog items. And about that time, you know, a lot of customers were saying, oh, this would be so awesome with beer. So, you know, I was like, oh, beer. We can figure that out. And, you know, <laughs> Chicago hot dog history has always been small businesses, you know, making their way. You know, the Chicago hot dog stand really dominates over the chain kind of action that you see other places. You don't really have a hot dog market anywhere else like you do here, and the craft beer market's growing in the same way. So I really saw an opportunity where, you know, we could help each other and sort of, open up craft beer to a whole new kind of audience and you know through twitter and social media we i kind of came together with clint yeah um yeah just to add that i I remember um that's how we connected was was twitter and who is this ben eustick person on twitter and then (laughs) i I found out that yeah i found out that uh he was affiliated with uh, Superdog, and um, I was trying to get a free lunch one day, and <laughs> decided to invite him over. Um, but uh, it was it was a nice conversation um, about doing this, and we actually we were a very young company, and and had done a few collaborations. Uh, now you know, being two years into it, we've done a lot of collaborations with with a lot of, especially Northwest Side. Um, companies and then and then a lot of, of the local breweries and um it just seemed like a no-brainer to to look at the super dog and to take the challenge to try and figure out what beer would would go best with it and um so we just kind of started from there um so you talked a little bit about being a new company a new brewery obviously there's a lot of different brewers popping up these days how long has like effect been around where are you guys located we're located at Montrose and Cicero, and we're kind of at the crossroads of like four different neighborhoods. So when you ask me, I, I always say a different neighborhood each time. <laughs> um, uh, technically, it's Irving Park, but we're also homes to Jeff Park and uh, Portage Park, and Mayfair is also right across the street. So Montrose and Cicero um, intersection is the intersection of all of those. Um but yeah, we've been around for almost two years. Uh, we have a 1,500 square foot um, warehouse, uh, and we have um, 
basically we do seven barrel batches and we also have two barrel batches that we do that are kind of for special beers and experimentation. And, um, and we've just expanded into another 800 square feet, which is our barrel room, which we're aging and doing a lot of sours and bourbon barrel stuff. So. It's pretty exciting. Ben Superdog obviously is a longtime icon on the northwest side up there on uh, just just south of the border of Niles and all that good stuff. Um, what can you tell me about the history of Superdog for those who um, aren't initiated? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we just celebrated our 65th anniversary last year. So this is year 66. It's uh, at the corner of Milwaukee and Devon in Nagel, a rather notorious three-way intersection in the city. And uh, we make it even a little more interesting. And, um, yeah, the Superdog is a its own recipe. It's not Vienna beef, which is what's always made it stand out in a crowded hot dog market like Chicago. So we do things our own way, and, you know, ultimately that's what's made it last. And the Maureen Flory, my wife's grandparents who founded it, they're still around. They're still involved in the day-to-day operations. And... Um, yeah, it's also the only drive-in in in the city. Actually, not anymore because Sonic just showed up, but, you know, it's the only true drive-in in in the city. (laughs) Are we we talking about Sonic? Is that that okay? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's quite all right, you know. What's Maury and Flory's take on on the Superdog beer, the super beer? They're they're amused by it, as with uh, everything that sort of comes about in the social media era. You know, originally Mm -hmm. when I started the Twitter and the Facebook for them about five, six years ago, I had to explain for about six months what exactly it was. Like, we used to print out the tweets so they could see them because they didn't... And then they'd say, where did these come from? Who's saying these things? (laughs) So they like, though, that with Superdog, it's all positive, and it's created a lot of uh, good relationships, like the collaboration with Linfred Winery we did. That was all based through social media. You know, like this, it all came about as a result of mm-hmm. social media, and you know, were they part of the tasting process and the recipe process? Uh, not, not yet. They <laughs> we're hoping we'll get them out to the garage for the the main party. They are, you know, eighty seven, eighty eight years old, so their involvement in the process, you know, is a little more limited. But my wife's father, Scott Berman, who is one the owner as well, he he was pretty involved. He came to the tasting. You know, he did the whole super mm-hmm. dog, you know, explanation as Clint explained the beer. So so we have a 5.2 ABV Cole style lager, correct? Um, and there's a secret ingredient uh, you guys teased us with. Um, and it has, you know, the flavors that would accompany a hot dog well, but it, it isn't necessarily brewed with ingredients of a hot dog. So tell us what how you would describe this beer. Yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah, there's definitely those two routes um, where you can go and actually use the ingredients of the hot dog. In this case, we decided to go more of the the German style route, where you know the beers pair very well with the sausages and and the you know the the bratwurst and, and those those types of meals. Uh, and so we gravitated towards the lager profile, which is clean and refreshing. Um, uh, the Kolsch style is a, a beer that's uh, native to Cologne, Germany, um, and you can't really call it you can't call it a Kolsch unless you're within eye shot of the, uh, the the giant cathedral that's there. So we have to say Kolsch style. <laughs> um, but the Kolsch style is actually an ale, um, and the giveaway is just the slight sweet ester that you'll get. It finishes dry and crisp like a lager, but it just you know it, it just uh, uh, gives that slight giveaway. Um, 
And so just that beer alone will, um, will pair with just any sausage. Um, we did u- utilize a little bit of what we learned from our uh, collaboration with the Hagen's Fish Market. We used a little bit of their smoked malt in it to give it just a slightly smoked uh, flavor. And then our secret ingredient, um, which you know we'll never uh, say what it is, <laughs> uh, uh, kind of comes out as, a, as an undercurrent. Well, let's taste um, it. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's crack it open. That one? I've heard enough. I'm sold. I heard so, a hiss, so it's it's got some carbonation, which is good. In the meantime, well, when it when it hits shelves, you'll see the blue plaid iconic label, like the super dog sign. Mm-hmm. It's got the two hot dogs. Um, mm-hmm. Is that Maury and Flory themselves? Flory, yeah. yes. It that is. are on top of the restaurant, um, and it's called Super Beer. B I E R. Yeah, I, I would like to note that the um, label was designed by a good friend of both of ours, uh, Kristen. Uh, Maezo, who is a fantastic um, graphic designer, and uh, we we won it. We had always envisioned the beer looking like something that you can almost buy at Superdog, even though you, you know there's not a liquor license there yet, or, or there will be. Um, uh, but uh, I always wanted that. The only thing I suggest it was diamond. I want the diamond pattern on mm-hmm. it, and then she took the rest of it and. Uh, Really did a, a fantastic job with it. And it should be noted, she's a lifelong Superdog fan, so in terms of the whole collaboration aspect, that really made a lot mm-hmm. of sense to us to have a designer who really understood Superdog and has been going there since she was a little kid and still goes on the weekends with her parents. You know, Sunday night dinner with her mom and dad is oftentimes at Superdog. So. How, yeah. how old is the packaging, the, the design on the packaging? Uh, the, this packaging has been around for at least since the late 70s, early 80s, but it's sort of derivative of what it used to be like okay. so on our facebook page um we have a section of old boxes that looks back at sort of the history of how the boxes evolved but it's always been maury the mascot sort of <laughs> running the show and you know lounging folks will see this on the the photos but you put this beer next to the boxes you would have thought they were designed at the same time they mm-hmm. they, they use the same fonts the the s's around the tops of the boxes and the bottles it's just i mean they're really complimentary yeah we opened up our artwork and graphics to Kristen and said, you know, go at it. And if you've been to Superdog, you'll know that we actually do red boxes as well. So we uh, could eventually be having a red labeled release as well, which would just be equivalent. Or it could be a red mm-hmm. ale. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. It should be noted before we talk about the beer, that uh, we cracked one 22-ounce bottle divided five ways. So if my math is right, it's about four ounces a person only. So it's not getting crazy in here. <laughs> <laughs> but we did open the second bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the show. Um, we definitely got the Kolsch nose to it, too. But it seems like there's a little bit of spice on the back end. Is that is that accurate? Hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a, a little um, a little action on the on the tongue there. That's the the ingredient I was talking about. It hasn't really developed fully yet, but in about a week, when it's fully done, it'll be a lot more noticeable. I definitely like it. It's pretty light. Um, it's not a light beer, but uh, I could definitely eat two hot dogs with it. Mm-hmm. So um, you're, you're not having a heavy dark beer where you're <laughs> you're gonna get full real quick. It's definitely accompanies uh, a, you know this food. 
one of the interesting things about that is when we first started talking, what sort of sent us quickly away from the idea of doing a hot dog flavored beer was like, for us both, we kind of had this idea like hot dogs and beer just had this like baseball game feel of eating a hot dog, drinking a beer, you know, and like you say, a lighter beer that you can eat a couple of super dogs with. So yeah. mm-hmm. really the whole complimentary aspect of like, you know, enhancing pretty much the baseball game experience on your front porch with a super dog to go and uh, crack a bottle of this and you got a nice night ahead. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So what's distribution going to be like for this? Are you going to be, I know you guys don't have a liquor license yet. You have an incidental liquor license so you can, people can bring stuff in that's being sold on the premises. Uh, you know, in Wheeling, we have a incidental license where we did the event with the Linford Winery where people came in and drank and they had to, you know, they poured the glasses. So hopefully we'll do an event like that in Wheeling where we'll do a tasting with the beer and the dogs in, you know, this summer sometime once the full run is out. Mm-hmm. And you got nine mm-hmm. barrels, uh, or seven barrels at a time, nine right. total, correct? And when right. will those start hitting shelves and where? The um, the initial batch, this is initial batch, is just two barrels. So um, we will hit, the first few will be just right around Superdog and, and our brewery. We're not far from each other. Um, and then that second batch is getting ready to be brewed um, probably next week. And then we should see that uh, around mid-July coming out as the, the really big the big batch. So are we the first civilians that have tried it? Um, yes, you are, actually. I hope so. so. Now I think about it, yeah. If, I don't know yeah. who was sneaking it to without me. <laughs> uh, actually, I mean, I, it's, uh, we've tasted it along the way. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, you were the first civilians, absolutely. Well, I have to thank Twitter for that, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We made this a six-month process of getting to this point so we could drink lots of beer and eat lots of Superdog in the interim. Mm-hmm. Ma- many steps, many meetings all over Superdog. Yeah. Work if you can get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always, yeah, I love setting up the meetings because I know he's going to come over with the Superdog. So, you know, I'll just call him out of the blue and say, you know, I have this idea. Why don't you come over? And, you know, so it's... Uh, it's a beautiful relationship, I'd have to say. <laughs> so um, when you do the full run, uh, you've got two barrels now. Are you going to do seven barrels, more than that later? Yeah, we're going to uh, the next batch will be seven barrels, and then um, we envision doing another seven barrels. So a total of, of 16 barrels for, for the beer. We'll kind of gauge it as, as, as need be and, and bring it. Um, there's been some discussion about maybe bringing it back every year during the spring or summer or something like that. We're, you know, we're, we're honestly don't know, you know, what, what we really have on our hands, but, um, the marketing and branding is, is, is very good for it, especially for a a small brewery on the Northwest side. So, um, it might have, basically it's, it's probably going to have a life, a life of its own, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of see how, how it goes. But I, I think it's a, a very quenchable beer, a very sessionable beer. Um, it goes with the hot dog. It it might be just something that people grab for to, you know, to have at their barbecues or, you know, have at home or, or do whatever. So it's um, that's what I like about it is, is you, you could drink a few of them mm-hmm. and, um, you know, still carry on a conversation. <laughs> so. And you get a souvenir when you're done. Yeah. yeah. 
I was going to say, based on the way it's trending on Untapped, with actually one person who's actually had it, it's got a five. So you're doing right. pretty well. <laughs> um, you're the first. Right. Yeah. First one. <laughs> yeah. So nice. so let's say uh, a lot of our readership is uh, based near the Chicago location, the original Chicago location. Mm-hmm. So let's say somebody wanted to grab a Superdog beer and then eat a Superdog. Um, do you guys have – are you technically BYOB? I know a lot of that is drive-in. No, it's a drive-in, so, you know, there's definitely no go on the alcohol wouldn't really be in anyone's best mm-hmm. interest. So. <laughs> but, you know, anyone who lives in the area, lots of customers, you know, come in, they hit the car hop speaker, they get their food brought out, and they take it home. So, you know, we envision it being a mm-hmm. uh, to-go kind of thing. And ultimately, if you can't get a super dog, one of the other great Chicago dogs will work. Obviously, Vienna's buyable in the store. So, you know, on a grander level, yeah. we envision this being Ian with super dogs, but also... Vienna beef and other hot dogs throughout the city because sure. it's just a beer that pairs really well with this hot dog and happens to be that the super dog is the best hot dog. So. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that's um, that, that's a good way to look at it that we, we've always kind of taken an approach where where super dog is our expert collaborator on on how we how we design this beer. And um, yeah, it could go with other hot dogs, but it it's designed specifically for this one. Um, but it's, um, you know, it, it will work for, for other things. It'll work for other meats. You can drink it by yourself. You can just eat it with pickles, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, 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 it should have a, a wide appeal, you know. But not ketchup. It won't work with ketchup. No. We, we, we note that on the bottle, you'll see. That that yeah. was important. It is it is for a Chicago-style dog, so none of that, you know, New York-style or anything else, or Coney-style. This, this is for a Chicago-style dog. Absolutely everything. Hot peppers, absolutely no ketchup. Wow, nice. What would happen to one who tried the super beer with ketchup? <laughs> Does the beer turn green? Do you have an enforcement <laughs> policy? Lori and Flory would cry on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is reason enough. Um, what fascinates me is the whole collaboration, um, the culture of collaboration that has evolved mm-hmm. is, is part of craft brewing. Um, and you know, you like you said, you you can have this with another hot dog. This isn't this is something that's um, to enjoy and to share. And mm-hmm. um, why do you? Tell us more about the collaboration process and why it's such a big part of the craft brew scene. Yeah. Um, well, brewers like to work uh, with each other. So there's collaborators with amongst the brewers and then amongst breweries and, and other businesses. Um, so brewing, at least for me, back home brewing was always a social gathering. You know, it's you're always brewed with someone else. Um and so you invite your friend over and we brew a batch together. And it's a lot like the roots of that kind of, you know, are, are in that tradition, at least from my experience. And so, you know, we've worked with Dry Hop and uh, we're, we've got something coming up with Ale Syndicate and a few other breweries. And those are really fun. The local aspect, um, working with the businesses in the neighborhood, is um, really about just... Um, you know, there's there's definitely some cross promotion aspects of it, but it's about businesses working together, and um, it's just a lot of fun to to utilize uh, the local ingredients, um, you know, in the beer that you're doing. You know, for instance, the I go back to the Hagen's Fish Market one. That was 
that was great. They had a smoker. We wanted to smoke some malt. They were there. Again, another place that has great food, so we got a lot of free fish out of it. <laughs> and uh, they had a smoker, or did somebody else introduce you guys? Um, I did know from uh, from the Goose Island beer, uh, Casimir, that they had done a, a project like this before, so I knew they could do it. Um, and um, so I I kind of had them always in the in the back of the head, but they're on Montrose Avenue. We're on Montrose Avenue. It was just so easy to do that, and I've always wanted to do a German-style Helles smoke lager because I love them. Uh, so that was the perfect, um, you know, opportunity to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, we're working with um, Lead Belly Burgers. That's another one. Uh, we've got a, a nice another smoky beer for that. So it seems to be a theme with the meat and the smoke uh, that we're working with. Um, but, uh, yeah, just work. That's always been our focus is the local community and working with local businesses. And we all kind of build each other up and, uh, and then we have a lot of fun at, at the same time doing that. And we notice other businesses like, um, with lead belly and Pete's pizza, you know, they lead belly has a burger with the little pan pizza in it now, you know, and there were, <laughs> And then they're going to work with Gale Street Inn, you know, to do a rib burger. And, you know, so it's just it, it's just a nice, it, it all kind of builds up. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a lot of fun. You create something that, that you would not normally create. Uh, you th- get to think outside of the box. Uh, we worked with Fountainhead and, and Chef Cletus over there. And we worked with some ingredients that, uh, that we never worked with before. Uh, he got us hooked on grapefruit. So now we have a lot of different spins on the grapefruit beer. So, um, yeah, it just allows that as well. There's creativity, cross-promotion, building up local business. It's kind of the, the full package. Do you have anything on a wish list that you just need to find a business for? Wish list, find a business for. What kind of, what kind of beer would you like to make that you just need a, a partner for? A partner for. Um, that's a good, I mean, I'm always looking for fresh hops. Um, so, uh, any kind of hop farm, um, you know, we, we were talking with, um, we've done some stuff with the shed aquarium and I, I hear they grow hops, but I know revolution has got those. Um, so that's, uh, that's one right there. Um, really just anybody, not anything specific that I have in mind, but, um, anybody that I work with that has um, an expertise that we we do not have in the culinary field. Um, uh, something's going to spin out of it. So it's it's the process that I'm kind of looking for and and seeing how we how we get to this the finished product. Um, so it's uh, we're just the search for for knowledge and and making the beer. Nothing specific, but yeah, the hop farm would be nice. Get the fresh hops. Let's run around the table a little bit here. We've talked about how collaborations are big. Obviously, this is why we're all here today is because of the amazing smell of these hot dogs that (laughs) I still need to eat. Um, But everyone's got a favorite beer or favorite brewery or someone that they really like. But does everyone have a a favorite beer that they think of uh, that was a collaboration? Anything that stands out to you guys in particular? Clint, I'm sorry, you can't say any of your own. Um, so let's start. <laughs> I, oh man! Well then, yeah, no, I don't. Um, 
a favorite collaboration beer. Um, that's a tough one. Why go around the table? I'll, I'll I got to think about that one for a second. All right, Ben. What about you? You're obviously we know you're a huge beer nerd. You're tweeting about your latest <laughs> bottles every day. I you, I can only imagine you spend seventy five percent of your salary over at Capone's. Uh, yeah, you know, for collaborations like anything local, I'm game. I I always say to anyone, any beer that comes out locally, I will try once. You can miss for the first four. I'll try the fifth one. You know, so local collaborations definitely speak to me. Like I, one of the first beers that really got me into Chicago beer was a collaboration Clint did with uh, Dry Hop called Shot a Man in Simcoe, and it was this Belgian IPA. And I mean, it was one of the first beers I literally chased kegs of this stuff around the city to like different <laughs> locations before it ran out because it was not a, well, a large one. run. And then you know, like Half Acre is always doing great collaborations, so they've nationally just done you know a collaboration with main beer company they did a collaboration with tired hands out of outside philadelphia they did the guest lager with mickler recently you know so stuff like that i mean it's just great i love when different breweries come together and you know because breweries have their own flavor profile so it's like half acre has a flavor profile three floyds has a flavor profile solomoth has a a flavor profile so when these breweries come together, it's very interesting to see whose flavor profile wins out in this collab, and or if they come together and create something that's you know uniquely both of them, or you know trending more one way. It's just you know it's a lot of fun. It makes it more interesting, and it's good to know that's a business of people that support each other rather than you know gunning for each other's jugulars. Yeah. Charles, what about you? What stands out to me is uh, a recent list that Rich sent me, um, and I haven't tried him yet, but I am. So excited for this t- list of 12, I believe, Sierra Nevada yeah. collaborations. And the list mm. of people that they worked with is just amazing. Yes, it there's um, it, it ranges from Three Floyds is on one of them. I think Lagnitas is on one of them, maybe. Um, up in Wisconsin, New uh, Glarus was on there. Cigar City down yeah. in Cigar Florida. City in Florida. It? Yeah, it's it the Russian was, one out of California. Russian, Russian River, River, Russian River, 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 River. It's, it's a murderer's list. row of the best brewers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the biggest and best craft brewers in the country. So <laughs> that popped in my head when you asked the question. Now, ones that I've already had. Um, oh man, um, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I can't think of a collaboration because I don't usually yeah. seek out collaborations. <clears throat> Um, so I come so, back with some more. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> the, sometimes the, the revolution them, yeah. Dos Osos was yeah. very good with Firestone Walker. Firestone Walker. That just came yeah. out. Is that you, have you tried that yet? Well, it was out last year as well. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. But yes, very good. I've had it both years. It held up. All right, all right. And sometimes you don't actually realize you're doing you're drinking a collaboration in some cases. Um, like there was one that Finch Beer did. Uh, it was a Kolsch called Toasted. I think it was called Toasted Summer. And they actually did that with Cletus from from the Fountainhead, and um, you know they he he toasted the hops and <laughs> you know it came out in it and it was a really nice beer and I I had no idea um, I maybe should have read the bottle a little bit closer but it was fantastic mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah I I like the local collaborations uh, as you speak um, you know Day Dayman was really good with 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 Aleman, which is another small brewery. Uh, getting set up, um, and then, yeah, the one, the probably the best thing was was again over at Fountainhead when Cletus actually put all his collaborations on tap. There was like twelve of them, 
and he had, he did like a malt liquor with like dark horse and he did you know this um brown sugar i forgot what the name brown sugar magic with <laughs> with pipeworks um yeah and um we did a, a fresh hot beer with him with grapefruit and that was just amazing um and then i, I do have to bring up our mamby q beer because that one was awesome the uh yeah. uh unholy moly um I really like that beer. I miss that beer. It's not in our brewery anymore. Um, but I do sometimes find it out on, on the shelves, and, and I, I always grab for it. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just a really nice chocolatey, uh, roasty stout, a little bit smoky with lots of lactose, so it's nice and creamy, and it's got um, about four different chilies in it. It's just it's to die for. So I do like that one. I'm very biased, but that <laughs> was a very good one. Yeah. Rich, what about you? Um, I had to look this one up because I couldn't remember the name just because it's so ridiculous. It's called the One-Horned Wonder and his fanciful flying Fresno. Oh, I've had that. It's fantastic. It's a Pipeworks um, collaboration with the Aviary, and the Aviary used some kind of device where they took these Fresno peppers and they spun them, and they basically separated the pepper taste from the heat. So you have this amazing, huge taste in this beer, but there's just zero heat whatsoever. And you get a lot of chili beers where, you know, mm-hmm. it burns in the back mm-hmm. of your throat. This wasn't like that. You could you could drink it all day long. The other one that, that came to mind was just recently. Um, this New Belgium did one with um, with three Floyds, and it, it kind of shocked me. It was in their Lips of Faith series. Mm-hmm. And this one had zombies riding bicycles on the front, so you knew there was a three <laughs> Floyds influence. But um, they did a they did a Grotzer. Um, and we learned about Grotzers, you know, several weeks ago with the guys in um, Sketchbook, and one of their one of their brewers is working with Sam Adams to um, he won their brewing contest and is putting out a Grotzer. I'd never had that type before, but it's that sort of dark. I'm not even sure how you, you go on to describe it. I, I, it was darker than I expected it to be, but like a dark wheat. Uh, it was good stuff. Um, you know, I I was gonna go to that Pipeworks one, particularly that one of the the one horned flying wonder. That was a that was a favorite of mine. I've been grabbing it off shelves every time I've seen it for the past few weeks. But you know, one of the things about you know your your colleague Pipeworks is that they seem to, as part of their run something new out every week, they always come out with new and interesting collaborations. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one horned flying wonder, um, the uh, they made one with Trencherman, another restaurant um, that right. had uh, I think kumquats. It was a golden ale with mm-hmm. kumquats. That was really good. It's good. I've got another one in my fridge right now. Um, and, you know, uh, Half Acre and Three Floyds did one recently that I picked up. It was really good called She Wolf. She Wolf yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, there's it's it's really it's just really cool that, to see this kind of stuff happening. And I, I guess I kind of wonder, like, is there going to reach a saturation point where the craft beer market is no longer, like, new and, uh, you know, so happy-go-lucky once it starts to get more cutthroat that we're going to stop seeing this kind of thing? What do you guys think? Well, on a, on a personal level, I, I think, you know, the, the growth of the industry is sort of outpacing the growth of, like, the beer geeks, so to speak. You know, because there's more craft beer drinkers, but much like beer drinkers gravitate one way, the craft beer drinkers are gravitating towards some of the larger brands. So I think it is important on a local level that, you know, beer drinkers and the sellers be hyper-vigilant about supporting the local scene, you know, and making it a point to drink local beer when you go out and making it a point to, you know, buy local beer when you go to the shelves. It's going to be fresher. It's, you mm-hmm. know, you're going to know exactly where it came from. You're supporting your local economy, you know. So I think on that level, locally, places really do have the ability to shine in their own sort of unique 
niche, you know, of the city, whether it be a neighborhood, a style of beer, you know, much like a hot dog stand. I feel like, you know, the hot dog industry and the craft beer industry in Chicago are very similar because, you know, when 66 years ago, there was a thousand hot dog stands in Mm -hmm. Chicago, you know, all competing to get in and make their mark, you know, and ultimately quality is what makes it. And, you know, there's a lot of quality beer going on in Chicago right now. And, you know, if you keep making it, it's going to work out. But I do worry for some of the bigger, you know, breweries, whereas you'll see other markets expanding into this market and people get all excited for a week or two, like, oh, Upland's in town or oh, Kona's in town, or oh, Deschutes is in town, but then three weeks later, you know, you go back to what you know, you go back to what's freshest, you know, you go back to what's making beers that sort of challenge you and are coming with unique things, whereas I think it is hard for a brewery from out of town to come with three standard six-packs, have them on the shelf, and think that people are going to be coming back for those week after week. You know, it really is a in-the-moment kind of thing, which Clint has you know, an owner would definitely know you're, mm. you got to keep up with people's sort of unsatiated desire for newness. You know, it's like that line now, it's not about what's on tap or, you know, what's good, it's what's new. It's, you know, that's what people are looking for. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely at the shop that you, you go to Capone's, it's that front row of every, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. it's, it's Chicago all, it's row. all new stuff. It's all very fresh and and people are, are figuring that out and, and, and going over there. Um, I mean, one thing is, you know, we're, we're so locally focused in our neighborhoods. And so, um, you know, we do have distribution out in the suburbs, um, you know, different parts of the city. But our focus is always in our neighborhood. And um, we really see the market as kind of going back to the pre-prohibition days where every neighborhood had its own brewery. And that's been our, our focus is to be, you know, the local brewery uh, and, you know, on the northwest side. And that's, that's been how it is. And, um, you know, that's, that's how we've built our business and in a lot of ways how Superdog, you know, is. So you get people from all over the city and all over the country now coming, but in general, most of your clientele is probably local, local folks, and um, so that's how I kind of see it. And um, you know, it's uh, if we want to work with another brewery, you know, they, there are a lot coming up, but they're in different neighborhoods, and some might even be in our neighborhoods. We'll do a collaboration, obviously, um, but it gives us a chance to go and visit another neighborhood and. You know, I'll get some of your beer on tap in my neighborhood and get some beer, our beer over there in your neighborhood. And, you know, we our name gets out a little bit more. But, um, you know, I as for the growth, I don't I don't know. There are a lot of breweries popping up. I'm not sure how it's going to shake out. Everybody's getting bigger. Everybody's expanding. So there could be a lot of competition um, for the tap handles and the shelf space. We see a little bit of it. Here and there. The other thing we see is some of the stores are just overwhelmed with the amount of local beers and the numbers coming out. They don't even know what to do with it, how to sell it, you know. Um, so it's it's real interesting. But the the stores that are really on top of their local uh, beers really do know do know how to sell it. Like like Freddie over at Capone's and, and Gus over at Fishman's. Uh, they you know they actively promote it. And say hey, this just came in. It's very fresh. You know, and um, so there's that as well. But, yeah, I think the local aspect, 
of the beers um, that are being made locally, the freshness, that's very important. That's what we bring. That's our product. And, um, you know, the closer you are to the brewery, the fresher it'll be. So, Certainly uh, an exciting time for craft brewing, and, and I think the Superdog collaboration with Lake Effect is an example of that. Um, everywhere you go, you can get a local beer, it seems like, um, now it's stores and bars mm-hmm. and um i'm looking forward to seeing this one on the shelves uh when i go to a store and then when uh ben tweets a picture of his refrigerator i'm sure this one will be up front <laughs> so um yeah i think this is an exciting time and I really appreciate you guys sharing your story and the beer with us yeah absolutely i'm ready to eat a hot dog let's do it <laughs> let's do it yeah <laughs> thanks for joining us on over the barrel the sometimes media local beer podcast i'm ben myerson i'm rich bird Charles Berman. Thanks for joining us, Ben and Clint. We appreciate it. And uh, thanks for bringing by the stuff. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Cool.